I have perhaps no right to set up an opinion on such a matter. A sharp spear, runs the Kukuana saying, needs no polish. And on the same principle I venture to hope that a true story, however strange it may be, does not require to be decked out in fine words. Chapter 1 It is a curious thing that, at my age, fifty-five last birthday, I should find myself taking up a pen to try and write a history. I wonder what sort of history it will be when I have done it, if I ever come to the end of the trip. <laughs> I have done a good many things in my life, which seems a long one to me, owing to my having begun so young, perhaps. At an age when other boys are at school, I was earning my living as a trader in the old colony. I have been trading, hunting, fighting, or mining ever since. And yet it is only eight months ago that I made my pile. It is a big pile now I've got it. I don't yet know how big, but I don't think it would go through the last fifteen or sixteen months again for it. No, no. Not if I knew that I should come out safe at the end, pile and all. But then I am a timid man and don't like violence, and am pretty sick of adventure. I wonder why I am going to write this book. It is not in my line. I am not a literary man, though very devoted to the Old Testament and also to the Ingoldsby legends. Let me try and set down my reasons, just to see if I have any. First reason. Because Sir Henry Curtis and Captain John Good asked me to. Second reason. Because I am laid up here at Durban with the pain and trouble in my left leg. Ever since that confounded lion got hold of me, I have been liable to it. And its being rather bad just now makes me limp more than ever. There must be some poison in a lion's teeth. Otherwise, how is it that when your wounds are healed, they break out again? Generally, mark you, at the same time of year that you got your mauling. It is a hard thing that when one has shot sixty-five lions, as I have in the course of my life, that the sixty-sixth should chew your leg like a quid of tobacco. Breaks the routine of the thing, and... Putting other considerations aside, I am an orderly man and don't like that. This is by the way. Third reason. Because I want my boy Harry, who is over there at the hospital in London studying to become a doctor, to have something to amuse him and keep him out of mischief for a week or so. Hospital work must sometimes pall and get rather dull for... Even of cutting up dead bodies there must come satiety, and as this history won't be dull, whatever else it may be, it may put a little life into things for a day or two while he is reading it. Fourth reason, and last, because I am going to tell the strangest story that I know of. It may seem a queer thing to say that, especially considering that there is no woman in it, uh, except Fulata. Stop, though. There is Gagula, if she was a woman and not a fiend. But she was a hundred at least, and therefore not marriageable, so I don't count her. At any rate, I can safely say that there is not a petticoat in the holy history.'
Well, I had better come to the yoke. It's a stiff place, and I feel as though I were bogged up to the axle. But suchus, suchus, as the Boers say. I'm <laughs> sure I don't know how they spell it. Softly does it. A strong team will come through at last. That is, if they ain't too poor. You will never do anything with poor oxen. Now, to begin. I, Alan Quatermain of Durban, Natal, gentlemen, make oath and say... That's how I began my deposition before the magistrate, about poor Kiva's and Ventvergel's sad deaths. But somehow it doesn't seem quite the right way to begin a book. And besides, am I a gentleman? <laughs> what is a gentleman? I don't quite know, and yet I have had to do...